Inductees into the South Dakota Hall of Fame come from all backgrounds of life, but one thing they all have in common is their daily pursuit of their dreams. In this podcast, you will hear stories of the legacy of these inductees and how these dream chasers have impacted South Dakota in meaningful ways. Morris Jones, thank you for having a conversation with us today. Well, thank you very much for inviting me to honor my aunt and uncle. Tell us a little bit about Baxter and Lindahl Berry. Well, <clears throat> they were, Baxter was my mother's oldest brother and they lived south of Belvedere, uh, had a ranch there and um, Baxter took over running the ranch for my grandfather when he was elected governor of South Dakota. Mm -hmm. And so he uh, managed his ranch and his dad's ranch. And uh, then when, you know, with the marriage of the two families, well, that's how we got to know him. What is, is there a history? How did the, the Barry and the Jones families come to live in southwestern South Dakota? Well, uh, the Berries came, I think maybe back in Wisconsin and moved down to Nebraska. My mother was born in Nebraska and then they moved up into South Dakota for that homestead days. Uh, the Jones family uh, actually came from Washington and uh, my grandfather uh, trailed horses from Washington back to South Dakota selling them to the army and, and uh, different things and he didn't get all of his horses sold one winter and he stayed there where we're at now, mm -hmm. so. But they worked, uh, they worked on livestock organizations together and, and uh, run cattle in kind of a common area so they got to know each other well and, and worked together with their, their crews of hired men, so. When you, you, you had mentioned that uh, in the summertime uh, you would help out a little bit with your Uncle Baxter on the right. What are some of those early memories and, and uh, some of your impressions of, of that life and, and visiting your aunt and uncle in those days? Well, it seemed like, uh, of course, I was pretty impressionable, and, but it seemed like he was... Uh, well respected in a way that you wanted to do your best so that uh, you made a favorable impression on him. And uh, visiting with my older brother, he said when they'd work cattle and stuff and be done, uh, Baxter would analyze how they could have done it maybe a little better and made things work a little smoother. and. I think that was one of the things he tried to do was improve 
way they were doing things, you know, or livestock or how they worked their livestock and mm -hmm. everything. It just he wanted to do a little better and he wanted to talk to the, the ones that helped him and said, well, maybe if we'd done this, this would work better and things like that. Why don't you tell folks, why don't you kind of describe what the year cycle was like for a ranch raising cattle, calving, and, and what that cycle is like working cattle over, over say the course of a year in that country south of Belvedere. Well, <clears throat> they calved out in April and May, later April and in May. And then uh, when they branded their livestock and moved them to summer pastures, and then you, you know, you had to go check the fences and check the water and things like that. And at, you know, when they moved there, it was all horseback and, and everything. And uh, it was still quite a lot of horseback work when I, when I was over there uh, in the, I was over there in the 60s and uh, then in the fall when I was, when I'd help them some, uh, they were shipping big cattle, uh, mostly two and three year old okay. steers. And they would drive them from their holdings into Belvedere usually to load them out there. And, uh, and then the, wean the, calves and hay them in the winter time and next year turn them out on grass and that was kind of the way that everybody had to do in those days. In, in your, and I want to ask you about this before we talk about your uncle a little more, do you ever, it, it, it sounds more romantic than the mechanized and the four-wheelers and so forth, do you ever think back on uh, in missing that horseback lifestyle? Well, uh, we still do a lot of it to this day. But yeah, the mechanization has made it easier for a lot of things. But I was glad that I came along uh, at a time when I did get a chance to experience it. I guess my oldest son got just a little taste of it, but uh, the rest of them, uh, they were just enough younger that they didn't get to do those things. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I was glad I got to experience it. It sounds as though when you, when you described working for your uncle or helping out, that he understood the teamwork aspect that it would take of several people to get a job done managing uh, a, a herd of cattle and that and trying to improve and make that a more effective team is uh, is that is that one of the takeaways that you saw he he wanted he wanted people to think about their role in a in a larger group working together yeah I think so that's that's kind of the way I uh, saw it 
You know, you wanted to do your job so the next person's job was easier. And uh, I think all the people that worked there, that was what they strived to do too. You know, when you talked about, about Baxter, you know, it kind of looking back, doing a little, you know, post cattle work analyzation so we can do a little better next time. Where did the Scottish Highland uh, livestock, it's, it, it sounds like that's, a, that's along that same sort of thought. Is there a breed of cattle or something that we can do that will maybe even improve the business we're in? I mean, being a, being a pioneer in that. Well, I, I don't know for sure, but I think uh, he thought maybe those cattle might do well on just the grass and, uh, you know, they're longer-haired cattle. They thought maybe they would stand the severe winters better here. And he did uh, actually take some up, I guess, into Canada, sold some. And I know he, he went up to Alaska with some up toward Kodiak Island. Uh, and the way I understand, the bears maybe liked the cattle better than the, <laughs> than the people did, so uh, that didn't work out. But I mean, he was he was thinking maybe that would be an environment they could thrive in up there. It, it, it in that mindset of trying to improve, maybe trying to find a little better a little better way. Are there some other things that you saw your uncle Baxter kind of innovate, or maybe try something unique? Well, and and he had longhorn cattle also that he he ran and they were uh, you know they're a thrifty thrifty animal and and I that was something and maybe the reminiscing about the trail herds coming mm -hmm. up from Texas maybe that was part of it too uh, I know his house was interesting when you went over there and looked at the uh, Scotch Highland rugs on the floor and the longhorns and the Scottish Highlander horns on the walls. And that was, you know, to me that was um, an interesting aspect. It, it sounds as though uh, in even working within a family group as time went on, his involvement with the Cattlemen's and the Stock Growers Association, that he had a little broader view and wanted to uh, work together in the community of stock growers uh, to have them work together to do to do, to Im improve their business and and maybe their lifestyle. Did you you notice that about your uncle? Yeah, I, he was involved in the uh, like the stock growers, the livestock industry board, trying to um, get different opinions and goals of making uh, it better for all of the cattle producers. And I think that was um, something that he always strived is in his industry that he wanted to improve, not just for himself, but uh, all of the industry, his neighbors, especially because all of them were, you know, most of them were all involved in the same livestock industry. 
Not everyone would do that. I mean, you have your hands full if you have your own business and it's a cattle ranch, but to really think beyond the fence lines to neighbors and even across the state, it sounds like kind of a, a unique trait of, of Baxter Berry. Yeah, I think, and he was, you know, he's well-respected. Um, and I think that held weight, you know, with others. And that if it was <clears throat> something good for the industry that he saw or the organization, that they were uh, more apt to uh, join and listen, at least listen, and see whether that was something that was going to fit with their uh, operation or not. Mm -hmm. And and maybe maybe that's a legacy in the Berry family with the governorship and so forth of being a, a thinking you know beyond and 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 serving a, a wider state audience. But then there's the involvement with the South Dakota Hall of Fame, and and Baxter being one of the foundational members and uh, trying to help and advocate that telling stories of people who make a unique contribution would be important to South Dakota. Yeah, um, Baxter and Lindell both thought that the people uh, that have made contributions to the state through their work was, uh, what should I say, important to be recognized by um, the state so that others that uh, contributed felt that well there is somebody that that did that and I've got this thing that is my niche that I want to do and and try to um, excel you know and be a contributing uh, citizen of the United States United States and especially for promoting South Dakota. Part of the uh, emphasis of the Hall of Fame is to look at stories like Baxter and others and show that the work that they did, the inspiration that they had, the accomplishments they made can be an inspiration for younger people. Do, and, and obviously there were some things that you recall from your contact with your uncle that uh, what are some of those, do you carry some of those lessons or, or memories or ideas that uh, are part of your life and of your work now? Well, I try, try to do the, the things that I think are improving my operation. Some, I didn't experiment as much with livestock as he did, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> we, you know, we continue to try to do that and I I think his um, word was good and hopefully that's the same thing here are, are you do you do you think uh, can you think of maybe some highlights in in the work that he did either as a rancher or in experimenting with uh, some different breeds or even being involved with the Livestock Association, some things that would be important for young people today, that if there is a lesson or, or a few things that they could take away from the, the life of Baxter Berry? Well, I guess one of the things, if he 
saw something and he was interested in. He studied it enough to try it, and if it worked, good. If it didn't, uh, he analyzed why and decided, no, that isn't going to work with this, you know, for my operation. And mm -hmm. but, yeah, I think, you know, if if uh, young people are looking up to someone that they know. Uh, and see what they've done and kind of how they made their decisions on if that's the way that's going to function for them. I think that's one of the things that he leaves with us. What would you like to share? You've had a you've had a long career in in ranching and of what I call pretty rough country. Uh, what do you what would you like to pass along? not to your family, but maybe to other young people about making a life, uh, raising a family, and, and being successful and trying to improve that operation. Well, you know, out where I live, the communities are getting smaller. They're dying. <clears throat> I think you need to support your local communities um, with your business as much as is economically possible and also remember where you came from uh, when you get to a point where I'm at and um, trying to wean myself a little ways away from the business. <laughs> Pretty hard, but, uh, you know, feel it. When you uh, turn it over to the next generation or whatever, that you feel like you did a good job and were a good steward. You know, that's... For a rancher, that's kind of what it is, is try to be a good steward of the land. It sounds like the broader Jones and Barry family have done a great job at that. Well, I'm pretty proud of them. As you should be. Morris Jones, thank you. Thank you for sharing about your uncle and aunt. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. To learn more about the South Dakota Hall of Fame and these dream chasers, visit our website at www.sdexcellence.org and follow us on Facebook and Instagram.